Um, we are in a one-day series today. It's just entitled, Are We There Yet? My, my family and I actually, uh, this week, Tuesday, we will get in our uh, family truckster and uh, we will head from Kansas. It's, I guess, kind of the Griswolds family vacation, except instead of going to California, uh, this is uh, more like Cousin Eddie and Catherine that are going to visit, you know, Clark and the, you know, we're the crazy part of the side. But actually, we're going to see Pastor Josh and Stacy on the way to Florida and Pensacola. We're going to spend a couple nights with them. We look forward to that. Um, just so you know, if I don't return your text or your emails or your calls, uh, please don't be offended. Um, I'm going to be an equal opportunity uh, not answering my phone and text these uh, next 10 or 11 days. Uh, you're in great shape and good hands. Pastor Dustin is bringing a message. Pastor Nate's bringing a message. Uh, they've been working hard on that. You don't want to miss. It's going to be a couple great Sundays. Plus, homemade ice cream and free snow cones. It's going to be fun the next couple Sundays. But anytime you go on a trip, and especially a long trip like Florida. Now, my girls are 21 and 19 now, so I don't expect them to ask this question. I guess it could come up. Uh, but when they were little and you go on a long trip, you've been there. Uh, and when we grew up, we asked the same question that's gone on for years and years. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Eventually, we arrive at our destination, but sometimes it feels like we're never going to get there. And certainly if you're a kid, it feels like it, we're never going to get there. Well, we as a church, actually the Big C Church, have been on a journey that started a little over 2,000 years ago. When Jesus gave us this command... Matthew 28, when he says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're going to do that today. Teaching them to obey everything I've commanded. So it doesn't end at baptism. It's just the beginning. Uh, we go on. In fact, that's what we're doing here today is we're here to learn and grow and be more like Jesus. That's why we gather as a church. We want to, we want to be, worship him. We want to become more like him. But we started, this journey started a little over 2,000 years ago with 12 men, a few ladies, turned into 120 in an upper room. Holy Spirit came and the next day, or that day, 3,000 was added to the church and the church was birthed and the church started. And here we are a couple thousand years later, we're a part of that movement that began in Jerusalem that went on to Judea and then into Samaria, and now we're the results of the ends of the earth. And the, the gospel and the good news is still going to the ends of the earth today. We've come a long way, but the question remains, are we there yet? The answer is no. Well, when will we be there? Really, when God tells us that we're there. Uh, sometimes I wonder, when is Jesus going to come back and pronounce mission accomplished. The disciples wanted to know this exact question in Acts chapter 1 verse uh, 4 today, starting at verse 4, it says this, on one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift the Father has promised which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Basically, are we there yet? Are we getting close? It sure feels like, man, the resurrection just took place. Uh, we're ready to set up the, your kingdom. We're ready, to, we're ready to go. Are we getting close? Are we, are we almost there yet? And Jesus says no. 
He said, it is not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority. I guess I didn't do the next verse. I apologize on that one. I'll just read it. It's not for you to know the time or the dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. They asked the question, are we there yet? Uh, one of the things I like about summer and the kids being home is uh, tends to be a few more movies that kind of play. And uh, just a week or so ago, an old classic came on that my family doesn't quite appreciate, so I had to watch it by myself. But it's the movie Hoosiers. And uh, what a great movie that is. I guess they liked it the first time, but they don't see a purpose in watching it again. Uh, but there's that place in the movie where Coach Norman Dale or Gene Hackman, who's playing that part, at the beginning he's having his first practice and they're going up and down the court. They're doing all these different drills. And one of the players speaks up and says, when do we get to shoot the basketball? When do we get to shoot the ball? And he says, when I tell you, you can. That's when you can do it. Pastor Aaron uh, sent me a video the last few weeks. And uh, it, was a, it was a young girl, maybe 9 or 10 years old. She's digging a hole. I don't know why she's digging or what she's digging for, but she's digging a hole and her grandpa's out in front in the distance and you hear her say, I'm tired of this grandpa. I'm tired of this grandpa. And the grandpa looks back to her and he says, I don't care, keep digging. That's our marching orders, church. Our marching orders is we're to keep digging, that there is more work to be done and he'll tell us when the time uh, is, is ripe and ready and when he comes. But until then, we're to keep digging. Do you remember the story that we shared about this, a message we shared a few years ago? Probably not. You probably don't remember last week's message. So, um, but a couple years ago, I shared a message. Actually, I heard it first from Ray Johnston, and it just made so much sense to me. I passed this tagline on to you. But it came from the story of a crowd that had gathered around Jesus. And, you know, Jesus was healing right and left. And so the crowds were getting larger and larger. And he was meeting with some Pharisees and some leaders in a house. There was no room in the house. There was no room outside the house. Well, let's, let's just, maybe just share the story real quick. In, in uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 17, it says, One day Jesus was teaching, and the Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from the, the village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a, a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him to the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and they lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. And the moral or the point of this story was, is these four friends wouldn't take no for an answer. They wouldn't stop at the first obstacle or the second obstacle. They wanted their friend to meet the healer. They wanted their friend to meet Jesus, and they were not willing to stop at any cost. And so they got up on the, on the roof, and they dug a hole in the roof, and they, they lowered their friend right down into the presence of Jesus. And, and the point of this was is, that's what kind of people that we are to be. You know, they, these were the kind of friends that were willing to dig holes in roofs to help their friends find Jesus. And that's the kind of people that we ought to be. We ought to be willing to dig holes in roofs to help bring people to Jesus. 
We, we do a lot of crazy things around here. And you might think, well, they just like to have a lot of fun. We just like to have food trucks. And we just like to have block parties. And we just like to have camps all summer for the kids. And Christy just loves working long, long hours and having four or five camps and w- the mission trips. And they are fun and they have a good time. But the purpose is it's to dig holes and roofs to help people find Jesus. That's the people that we ought to be. Friends, we're not there yet. But my message for us today is let's keep digging. Let's not stop. Our Father will tell us when it's time to stop. We need to keep digging, keep scratching, keep clawing. And when we, when we dig and we scratch and we claw to help others, that's when people know that God is for them because they see that his people are for them. And if they don't see that God's people and the church is for them, they're not going to know that God is for them. So that's why we dig. That's why we scratch. That's why we claw. That's why we do everything that we can as a church. We want to be a church that keeps digging so we can grow to, to be a church that helps our unchurched friends find and follow Jesus. I had a great conversation just last week with uh, someone who had visited with us uh, for the first time or had been with us very shortly. And uh, after the service, we had a great conversation, and it's my first time to meet this couple. And, and the husband said to me, he said, I, he said, I, I got to ask you, we, we live in this certain town, and it was a little ways away. And he said, I got to ask you, is there a church like yours in our community? Is there a church like yours in our community? The, this, the service moved me today. And he didn't grow up in a church like that. And I don't know how much church background he had, but grew up in a pretty restrictive church and, and said, I, I, I was moved today. I was moved by the worship. I was moved by the baptisms. I was moved by the people. The preaching was okay. <laughs> he didn't say that. I was just making sure you're listening. But he, 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 I share that because I was so glad to hear those words from someone that was for the first time. It was a huge encouragement to me because you, like me, probably it's easy to see where we're not hitting on all cylinders. It's easy to see where we still lack and where we still have deficiencies and where we could still get better. But today I want to encourage you that we're not there yet, but God is doing some great things in our journey and on our journey, in our midst. Uh, For a long time now, each week, we are having new guests visit. And that's, that's the reason that we exist is so others, so we can grow God's family. Each week we're seeing new guests come to church. And then we're seeing those guests invite new guests to come to church. We've been so blessed with that. We've been seeing God show up in our next-gen ministries, which is our children's and our middle school and our high school. And some of the great things that have been happening this summer, I mean, tomorrow will be another great week when we have 85 kids show up for a cooking camp. I'm going to be here for a few of those because usually the pastor gets some treats. They need someone to be a guinea pig and test the product. Um, A couple weeks ago, we had 75 kids in art camp and over 100 in our Canacook camp. And then we've had middle school mission trip and a high school mission trip is coming up. We've had high school camp and a high school camp, another high school camp coming up. And we've had uh, uh, the level up a couple weeks ago. Uh, You should have been in here. I still haven't gotten over it. In fact, one of the things that moved me the most was when uh, they had all of our volunteers line up here on the stage. Many of you that, were, that are investing in our young people. And then to come to find out it wasn't all of them. 
It was just our kindergarten volunteers, our sixth grade volunteers, and our freshman volunteers. It was for the ones that were moving up, that were leveling up. They didn't even have all the rest of the volunteers, and yet this stage was lined from this side to that side with people that are volunteering because they're wanting to dig holes in roofs to help young students and young families find and follow Jesus. They're not getting paid for this. I mean, we at least get paid to be here, but so many of them, they're, they're up here and they're, they're doing it because they're digging holes in roofs. And I know our pastors, Christy and, and, and Nate and, and Dustin and, and uh, Brandon, and I'm going to miss someone, and Aaron, um, if I missed anybody, and, and Bones, I know that every, every one of them, they don't just put in the minimum, they're we want to dig holes in roofs to help people find and follow Jesus. I'm so excited. The conversation I've been hearing in my home the last week is both of my girls have been talking about this passion conference, uh, January 2nd and 3rd of this next year. And, and Pastor uh, Brandon has been having over about 20 kids at his house every Monday night. And he's, got, he's going to have probably about 20 or so go to the Passion Conference in Atlanta on January 2nd and 3rd. Kids paying their own money, finding ways to raise money because they want to spend a few days with thousands and thousands of young people across our nation and in Canada and maybe other parts of the world to be passionate about Jesus so they can continue to follow Jesus and share Jesus. These are ways that your church is digging holes in roofs to help people. And there's so many ways. And I can't list them all, but I was thinking this week of our Embrace Grace ministry. Digging holes in roofs to help people find and follow Jesus. I was thinking of some great ladies, Kelly Bowerly and Kelly Fuhrer and Wendy Neal and Donna Thiessen and Christy Basati and Tammy Hoskinson and Robin Getting. And I, I may be missing someone. I sure didn't mean to do that. But these, these ladies are killing it. They are killing it in this church, helping to dig holes uh, to help these wonderful young ladies to know that God is for them because the church is for them. And people and young people aren't going to know that, the church, that God is for them until that they see that the church is for them. And they are doing this. So many of you are a part of this. You're giving financially to this church. And when you give to this church, you're not just giving to this church. You're giving through this church. You're giving through this church to help people see that God is for them because the church is for them. Not only the ministries to our children and youth and Embrace Grace and our community through the Four Fund, you're helping people you will never meet until you're in the kingdom of heaven, until you're in heaven one day with him. There's people that you're helping. How is that so? How are you helping people that you've never met that you're going to see in, in heaven one day with you? I don't know if you know this, but as a part of your giving this last year, 55,000 of it went out of this church to support missionaries, equipping missionaries and pastors in over 160 world areas around this nation. Uh, it's not something that we kept, but we, we, you gave it away. And this church has given that away, and we do that every year on an annual basis. We give a percentage of, our, of the income that you give to help people that we'll never meet. Find and follow Jesus. You are digging holes in roofs for people to find him. Many of you are digging holes as you invite your friends and your neighbors to church. Many of you are digging holes in roofs that no one else knows about and only God sees. You know, I was looking for this person, and they're not here today to ask for their permission, but now I didn't see them here today. They were here last week, so now I'm just going to have to ask for their forgiveness 
But, um, or we don't have to tell them unless they're watching online. But I ran into Corey Allen in the uh, grocery store this week. And um, sometimes, sometimes I share t- TMI. If you want to know what I was wanting to share that I'm not going to share, come see me afterwards. I'll tell you about it. Um, had to do with a great experience when you turn 50, a present that you get when you turn 50, a doctor's visit you get to go to. Um, anyway, enough of that. I was asking, when I ran into Corey, I was asking for some help to find a certain product before this procedure. And um, she, she was so kind and gracious. I said, please, let this, let this be between you and me. I can't find this, but please don't tell anybody because I'm going to tell everyone stupidly on Sunday. <laughs> no, I didn't share that. But she said, you know, it's been such a good week. She said, um, actually, go, there's a, there was a day that Ed was gone, and I was just by myself. So I, I went to McDonald's, and as I was going through the drive through line, she said, I just had this urge to be for someone. We talk about that in the church a lot. And so I, I said, you know what, I'm, I don't care if the person's rich, poor, whatever. God knows their situation. I don't care what the bill is, but I'm going to pay for the dinner behind me. Now, you're seeing all these things of what's been going on this uh, uh, this last summer, uh, the, how you're digging holes and roofs for our young people and our kids. Maybe I'll back up. I'll come back to the core if you remember, rem- remind me of that. This is a middle school mission trip. Um, great time down in Texas, loving on others. This is going to uh, Worlds of Fun a few weeks ago, the, about 20 of our kids that are going to the Passion Conference later. This was last Wednesday night. The high school put on a carnival for our children's area. They, our, our young people volunteered for it. We had about 250 uh, uh, here on our campus this last Wednesday. I couldn't be here because I was getting ready for something Wednesday night. But anyway, they, they, they were here and they had a great time. This is the art camp and uh, we're just doing things to dig holes in roofs to help people find and follow Jesus. Anyway, back to Corey. Um, she said, you know, I, so I decided before the person behind me, and I just decided I'm going to pay for their, their meal. And I know we've talked about this. Stuff. She goes, so I paid for the meal, and she goes, I just drove away. She goes, I felt so good. She said, I giggled all the way home. I just giggled to myself. And I thought, you know what, that's because that's the way God's wired us. He's wired us in his image. And God gave his only son. He's a giving God. He's a generous God. And he wants us to be generous too because we're his children. We're made in his image. And so I know why she was giggling because she felt a little bit more like God. Because God is a giver and he's gracious. And she did that. And uh, sometimes we, we plant seeds and we plant seeds and we just don't get to see where we're digging and where it's ending up and where it's going. And sometimes we're not going to get to see that until we get to heaven. And sometimes it takes a little bit of time for those roots to take, to take, um, to, to run deep and to begin to grow. One of those examples that we don't always get to see, but it's been fun to watch, is the story of Cumin. You might have remembered Cumin. Cumin was our foreign exchange student that stayed with Justin and Moj Markham last year during the pandemic year. And uh, actually, I'm going to invite them up here, and I'm gonna, we're going to bring out some chairs here. Uh, they know I told them this is coming, so they're not surprised. Hey, come on up here. Um, but Q, Q is one of our, was a foreign exchange student that on this very Sunday last year, before he went back to South Korea, he was baptized on this Sunday, this exact same Sunday last year. And uh, when I heard he was coming back into town for three weeks, we were a little bit nervous about him going back to South Korea because uh, none of his family um, kind of 
knew Jesus. Um, he didn't have any friends that knew Jesus. I'm going to do this like this. That's for you. That's for you to share. Can you do that? You've been married how long? 29, 29 years. They're used to sharing. Um, when I heard Q was coming back into town, he was going to be here for three weeks. Is that correct? Yeah. About three weeks. I said, uh, we have one service. Uh, I would love for just for you to share with the people. You know what? I feel bad. Justin, would you move your chair back a little bit so these guys, let's just, they had a good reason. We'll kind of go back here so they can see more of Q and less of me. That, that's a little bit better and that's a little bit better. Um, I said, you know, would Q be willing to share? And, and Mode said, I can ask him. And so uh, before I ask Q any questions to give you a chance and a break, uh, many of us know Justin and Melissa. They've been a part of our church for how long? Okay, use your mic. I was, I was born into the church. Born into the church. We're married here, grew up here. So this has been, this has been your life. This has been home. Um, can you just tell us how your journey led to getting to know Q and how you decided to become uh, foreign exchange parents? Um, you know, we got to the point where we were empty nesters. And, you know, raising children in our home from birth, uh, doing foster care, and, obvious, and then into adoption. And uh, all the kids were out of the house, and uh, we felt like we still had some love to give. And we were actually in a church service here. And it, it, the events that were going on, it just struck me. It's like we've still got room in our home to, to, to host or do something for some children. And we thought, well, maybe we'll go back to foster care. Um, and then uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit. And we thought, well, maybe we can do like uh, my, my in-laws did and uh, do some international exchange students. And I just, uh, that, that Sunday afternoon, I just happened to flip open the paper and there was a, a little ad for doing an exchange program. And it just, it struck me that I feel like God is speaking to us to move forward with this. From the sermon to the ad. Right, from the sermon to the ad. It just—it was just kind of in your face a little bit. So, me and her began to pray about it. You know, is this something that that God is wanting us to do? And uh, we just really felt that pull, and uh, so we we got into that. And and uh, he is one of the five students uh, that we had come through our home, and loved this kid. <laughs> what a you know, I, we loved all of them, but. Uh, it, it, it's it's interesting when they come into your home, it's a student, and, and you begin to share that love. And we were hoping in that process of, of just sharing love that we'd be able to share Christ with them as well. And he took it, mm. and he just he ran with it. Mm. So before we go on to Q, tell us how you, whether you, how do you decide whether to invite him to church or not? Maybe, Moj, you could tell us. What, what your decision was there? When we had the students come into our home, it was not like a, okay, this is what we're doing. You're going to church with us. It was not a forced thing, but more of a, we wanted to show them how we live, show them that we do this every Sunday. This is what we do. And 
witness to them, basically let them see it. And I believe it was a conversation, was that right, Q, that you had with Chandra. And Chandra's like, hey, you just want to come to church with us tomorrow? And I'm like, my ears are perking up, like, what's he going to say? And he said yes. Mm. And um, the rest is history. Very good, very good. Q, so good to have you. Welcome back to the States. Um, Tell us uh, what those first few weeks or month was like. Uh, What were you feeling or thinking living with this crazy couple right here in Chandra? (laughs) Well, I I just, well, my family in Korea, my parents were divorced. So when I saw these guys, what I saw was successful marriage and just happy and beautiful family. And I, I, dig that, I dig that, and I really loved it. And I was wondering what makes this couple special about to live this way. And yeah, so I asked a lot of questions to Mimi, Very like good. How, to, how to live and how to treat others. Very good. So what was your feelings about God when you came to the United States? Well, basically, you could say I was atheist. But when uh, the first time I said to Mimi that I respected all the religions. Yeah. You respected all religions. Uh Okay. Yeah. What else did I say? That was pretty much it. I just asked him what his faith was in. Do you believe in anything? And he goes, uh, and I, I could tell that he thought it was a trap question. He was like, I respect all the religions. And in my head, I just thought, you don't know who you're living with yet, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so we heard a little bit, but from your vantage point, how did you decide to come to church with them? And then how did you follow Jesus? Well, it was really natural. So over the conversations we had, I was praying all of a sudden. Like, I realized that I was talking to Jesus and he was talking back to me and I loved it. I loved Jesus and, um, well, I went to church before, but mm-hmm. it wasn't just, it wasn't not, mm-hmm. it wasn't like this at all. Mm-hmm. And I just, I guess I just wanted more experience with Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's why I said yes to come so, here. So what is your feelings about the church today? It's Hutchness. Yeah, yeah, sure, this, this church, sure. Um, it's very special to me, actually, because I don't have a lot of history with this church, but this is the first church that I cried, cried out with in. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the first church that I loved mm-hmm. and it's the church that i got baptized in yeah uh-huh. this this day we're going to have some four that are wearing that shirt today so it was this sunday last year yeah one last year, year ago today uh-huh. exactly you're baptized yeah. in this um that's awesome um do you ever watch us online of course yeah so <laughs> when do you watch us online since we're a different time frame just monday morning Monday morning. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Um, what has been your Christian experience in South Korea this last year? So, so there's there was no Christian friends at all back 
back home. And my families are not Christian, so. But I wasn't worrying about anything. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sorry. Um, but somehow, God, God offered me a job, and my coworkers were Christians. Okay. And I didn't know that before. Then, but then one one of them introduced her church, and I went to the church since then. So from friends from work, you started going to church with some of your friends from, the, from work. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, you've been there this whole year. You said your family wasn't uh, Christian. Have you had any opportunities um, to share uh, Jesus with them? Or what's been your experience there? Um, so I loved that Korean church there because I could go there every single day except Saturday. So I, I basically live there. <laughs> okay. He yeah. lives at church. They can go every day. Uh-huh. Okay. Like, and my mom didn't like that. Okay. Because yeah. she wanted to spend more time with me, but then I was outside with, yeah, church yeah. friends. Yeah. But then, um, so she would say that, come home and, you know, spend time with her, and I would say yes, and spend time with her. But then, um, her anger was, yeah, overwhelming. So, but then we have we'll we'll have conversations with her, and actually, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, two okay. weeks ago, I was talking to her and also praying that Jesus would open her heart. And the end of conversation, I was holding my mom's hands and praying together. Uh -huh. And actually, last night, my mom told me that she would pray for me. So oh. it's, yeah, it's a long journey. Yeah, that's awesome. She needs more time, way more time. Yeah. But she's, yeah, she's walking with Jesus, I guess. Yeah, she's, she's taking a step. She's yeah. taking a step. That's yeah. great. That's great. Um, just before you left South Korea to come back for a few weeks, your Christian friends that you're talking about uh, surprised you. What did, what did they surprise you with? Oh, they blessed me with English worship song. Yep. The blessing. The blessing song. Uh-huh. Christian worship song. Okay. Yeah, they to just say goodbye and, yeah. And they sang it in English. Right. And actually, I... I think we have a little bit of that you can see.
and, and that song special to you because because it's played in my baptism and last the year, year last year yeah last year on this day this was the song we sang as he was getting baptized so i don't think these are accidents that god puts in our life i don't believe it's an accident that you are part of the markham family this last year i don't think it's an accident that you've been a part of our family this last year and continue to be a part of our family and so just thank you uh, for being a part of the Hutch First Naz family. We are so blessed. And Justin and Moj, thank you for digging holes for Jesus. Thank you for digging holes for Jesus. Church, thank you for being a church that digs holes for Jesus, that lets people that through Embrace Grace, through Foreign Exchange, through our children's ministry, through so many things, thank you for being a church that digs holes through your giving, through all that you do. Thank you for, 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 for being that, and thank you for doing that. God bless you. It's so good to have you home. Hope these three weeks go by really slow so we can have you here long. Uh, thank you. for. Can we thank them for being up here today? I'll let you go back to your seats. Our kids are making their way in because we're going to celebrate with some more baptisms this morning. But as they make their way in, I want to leave you with a few questions. Where is God calling you to dig holes for others? Where is God calling you to dig holes for other people that they may find and follow Jesus? And I know some of you today may be thinking, I don't know where to begin. I, I don't know where God's calling me. You know, in order to dig a hole, you got to shovel the first scoop. You have to put that shovel in the ground, and you have to scoop that first, first scoop of dirt. We like to call it around here, next steps. We just want to see people take their next steps. Uh, I didn't know he was going to say this, but Q is talking about his mom is starting to take steps towards Jesus. And she still needs some more time, but she's starting to make step, steps towards Jesus we want to be a church that helps you take next steps. So I'm going to give you six next steps uh, real quickly that you might want to think about. The first one is this, and this is kind of directed to those who are watching online. Uh, we want to encourage you to join in-person worship. We're glad that you join us online, but there's just something special about being in this room. There's something special about gathering with God's people. And as we do this baptism, we know that there's some that there's some concern of safety and those things. And we certainly respect that. And we certainly want you to go at your own pace. But we encourage you as God prompts you and God leads you. And when you feel safe to do so, we encourage you to re-engage in in-person in, in worship. We're glad you're with us. Another thing is to get baptized. There's four that are taking the step of baptism today. I think four last week took the step of baptism. We got two or three getting ready to take the step of baptism on the 25th, but maybe it's time for you to take that step to be baptized. Um, to serve or volunteer, uh, that's one way to get connected is to serve and volunteer, whether it's our connections team or children's team, or maybe you just want to wade your feet in the water and you've never done something before and served in the church or done something. A great one-time opportunity is this Convoy of Hope coming up. 
uh, Convoy of Hope, we're going to we're going to partner with the Big C churches and other churches in town and and many churches are doing different things. Our church has been given the blessing and the privilege of being the ones that pass out the backpacks. So we're going to pass out over 2000 backpacks at the fairgrounds to to families going back to school um, from our Reno County. It's going to be a great opportunity, but on the night before on the 30th um, on that evening, uh, we're going to need some uh, you know 30 40 people here packing those backpacks here at the church. Um, if you can help us, please see Pastor Nate. Pastor Nate's our connections pastor. He helps us connect all the dots. He helps connect people to ministry. He helps people connect people to small groups and life groups. But you can see him or you can text the word Hutch to 56316. There's a convoy of hope. Hit that. Just check that you're interested. We will follow up with you. But we really, we need 30 to 40 people in assembly line packing backpacks on Friday. And then Saturday morning, uh, we're going to need help. And if you'd be interested in that or one or the other or both, we're going to need about 30 people helping pass out backpacks on the 31st. And so, uh, by the way, you, it's pretty organized. Uh, you, we have to fill out, a, and we'll help you do this, but you have to fill out a release form. Uh, when you show up to volunteer that morning, um, uh, when you show up to volunteer and do your release form, you do get a free T-shirt out of the deal. So you'll get a Convoy of Hope uh, Hutchison T-shirt and would love for you to be a part of that. Uh, three more things real quickly. Another step you can take is join a life group. Um, life group, uh, Pastor Nate again leads this effort for our church. And uh, this, I believe, is the glue of our church. This is what helped us, I think, be a healthy church through the pandemic is when we couldn't gather in big groups, we had a lot of small groups meeting because the churches, whenever two or three gather in his name. And so uh, I, I just believe you're missing out. If you're just in rows, that's wonderful. But I want to encourage you to get in circles and, and be in small groups of people with other believers. Uh, five, you heard a, a little bit today, give generously. Uh, it's one of the ways that uh, Jesus uh, showed his love for us. He gave to us. And uh, when you give to the church, you don't give just to it, you give through it. And so we've been saying around here for the last several months, maybe that can be a big step. It can feel like such a big step to start giving to the church. So we say, start small. Start and be consistent. Start giving 10 bucks a week. Start somewhere and just start doing it consistently. And the last thing is this, the most important thing you can do, the best step you can take. We're praying this for Q's mom, if this hasn't already happened, uh, but the you would find and follow Jesus, that you would invite Jesus into your heart and into your life. And these four that, got, that are getting baptized today are making a profession of faith that they've invited Jesus Christ into their heart and in their life. They've asked him to forgive them of their sins and to make them a brand new person inside. And so we're going to celebrate that journey again today. But I want to pray for us here. And maybe you're watching online or maybe in this room, maybe you haven't taken that step. And it's, it, Jesus invites us to, to ask him to come into our hearts. So I'm going to give you that opportunity now. Would you bow your heads and pray with me? Father God, I thank you for your love for us. And I thank you for Q's testimony. I thank you that uh, a little over a year ago, you entered into his heart and his life and you changed him. And now you're beginning to change his family. And Lord, uh, the ripple effects of that decision... Lord, others of us in recent weeks have made that decision. Some have made this decision that they're being baptized today and they're going to be baptized. But Lord, I pray for someone that's watching online today or in this room and they haven't taken that step to follow you. The words in which we say it is not important. It's the heart. The thief on the cross simply said, Jesus, remember me. And you said, today you'll be with me in paradise. So, if you want to make that decision today, just say, Jesus, 
Would you come into my heart? Would you forgive me of my sins? And would you make me a new person inside and help me and show me how to follow you? In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you this morning.